We have a lot of levers we can pull on depending on our conversations with our clients. I mean, I think that's our, for our most important conversations probably happen at the very beginning when we're really understanding where you're currently at and really understanding what you have already in place. And then that's where we can come in and say, you know, hey, you're at a point where really just optimizing your current process and making sure it's as efficient as it can be is, is going to give you the most value right now. You are listening to the Infinite Franchisee Show. I am your host, April Porter. I am a franchisee empire building strategist, creator of the Infinite Franchisee Program, attorney, and an award-winning multi-unit franchisee on a mission to fill the gap between the franchise model and the executive level strategies you need to increase profits, build a team, and scale into multiple locations. Here, we connect every franchisee to infinite possibilities. This week's episode of The Infinite Franchisee, we have Cassie Lincoln from Valenta. Welcome, Cassie. Thanks. Hi. Hi. Now, I would love to introduce you. However, I know how much you do and offer to people, and you have a really interesting backstory. So I'm going to turn it over to you to kind of just tell us who you are and how you got here and what it is you do now with Valenta. Sure. Thank you very much. Yes. Just to start, yeah, my role at Valenta, I'm a managing partner and I'm based out of California, although actually I'm moving to Texas here shortly. But I kind of came to Valenta from the corporate world. I was uh, with a Fortune 500 company for uh, 15 or so years. And I had just kind of reached that point in, in my career where I thought, you know, I'd really love to be making more of an impact and take some of the things that I've learned over the years and help bring them to smaller to medium-sized businesses. So that's where Valenta came in because I started kind of researching some things to do and I learned about Valenta. And I was super intrigued because Valenta does a lot of work in the digital transformation space, which is an area that interests me. And I had gotten some exposure to in, in my job. And it always stuck with me how amazing these transformative technologies are and how they're really attainable at times, you know, for not just the, you know, the Fortune 500, but you know, for smaller businesses too. And I felt really passionate about trying to like bring that message to people and really help them understand, you know, how technology can help their business and even help them save money in their business. So that's kind of where the journey started with Valenta, but Valenta does more than just the digital transformation. We do consulting as well as virtual staffing and training. That's yeah, that's awesome. So you know, I find it so interesting because I think small business owners and, and franchisees, particularly the ones we work with, they're just burning the candle at both ends, right? They're trying to keep their heads above water. There's so much to do. There's so many hats to wear. And while technology could be a very beneficial thing to take advantage of, most people don't even have time right. to research it and to understand it, you know, and things move so fast and they evolve so fast too. It's hard to keep up with it. So I think that's a great mission that you have is making that more accessible 
to the midsize and small businesses because they need an advocate in that, in that area of business. Absolutely. And that's one thing I really love about Valenza is, you know, especially from a consulting perspective, you know, we bring that same tier of consulting that you might get from like a, you know, like a BCG or a Deloitte that really focuses on that upper market and really from a pricing point, not necessarily attainable to a smaller business. However, those businesses could really use that help. So that's why I love that we kind of focus in on that area because we feel like it's a good spot where we've got a lot of information, a lot of ways we can educate people and even help them maybe from an earlier stage be set on a path for growth that, you know, doesn't have them having to you know, rethink or go back and replace systems. We kind of think forward and think, okay, you're here now, but we know what your goal is. So let's, let's think about a plan and how we grow and get there. Yeah. And you're a managing partner with Valenta and Valenta is actually a franchise, right? That's right. That's right. So, so yeah, it's actually my business. Yep. So you're a franchisee. That's right. And a managing partner, like it with the corporate office. Yeah, well, how it works, I'll say that managing partners, we're each the owner of our our area, I suppose. So I do a lot of work, not in my area, but I do also help with sometimes there might be an initiative or something that I might consult on from a corporate level. One thing that's I've also loved about Valenda is the culture there because it's a very like collaborative culture. A lot of our managing partners, it's always great. Like everybody has like a different background or something unique they bring to the table. So even though, you know, a lot of times I'll be saying, oh, I'm the San Francisco managing partner. We're really not that isolated because we really work together on a lot of things. I was actually talking to another managing partner yesterday and we're going to possibly collaborate on a client that's in Arizona as an example. So it's a really great model. And because we also have so much connection with corporate, we really get to be a part of that conversation and a part of the overall, like where Valent is going and the strategy. So it's really a great organization. That's awesome. I love hearing that because so often we talk to franchisees where that's not really their experience, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of times where franchisees, they get in and and while they believe in the model and they love the model, they don't feel that camaraderie. They don't feel that collaboration with the corporate office. And they kind of feel like they're out on their own to figure out the business side, how to succeed. And it doesn't seem that way in your organization. So we're, this is exactly the type of organization that is our mission to create throughout all of franchising so that franchisees can have their visions of success, right? That vision of swag that we always talk about, that sanity, wealth, and gratitude, so we can all reach that. So that's amazing. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about this technology and some of the maybe up-and-coming technology like AI and robotics that, I mean, most small business owners would be like, what? I don't even know what you're saying. (laughs) You know? So I personally just last week got to see some of this in action. And I would love to tell you the story, Cassie, and then see what you can pick out as the types of technology that were being used and how we could 
And is that even attainable for a small business, right? right. So over the past six weeks, I have been just traveling and traveling and traveling, and I've been in more airports than I can even keep track of. If I sat down and wrote them all down, maybe. But the last one I was in was actually in Chicago. It was, it was Midway. And I went to the convenience store to get myself some snacks that I go into in every airport, every, you know, every time I'm there. But this time it was a little bit different because there was a wall of these turnstiles, modern turnstiles. So it was really just like an acrylic plastic door <laughs> that opened. But there were like a couple of attendants outside of the store explaining to everyone that in, before you enter the store, you put your credit card into the post that corresponded to the doorway for you to walk through. And at first I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, this is a new like kind of self-checkout system. So I'll put my credit card in and and then I walked through the, the turnstile and I went out and I picked up my snacks and I had told them because it's a business expense, I need a receipt. They said, oh, if you need a receipt, just go to the tablet on the wall and put in your email address. So I picked up my snacks. I went over to the tablet. I put in my email address and then I walked out of the store and I got a notification on my phone that my card had been charged for the exact snacks that I had bought. And it was at that point in time that it really hit me like, wait a second, I didn't scan my snacks. I didn't, how did they connect my credit card to the items that I picked up to the email address that I put into a tablet that had no reference to my credit card or the items I was buying or anything. It was literally just like a single field to put in an email address. And then I walked out of the store and somehow all those things were connected and I was charged the appropriate amount. And I'm like, there's something fishy going on here. (laughs) So after I got home, I was telling my husband about it. He's like, oh, that has to be, you know, some AI has to be involved in that. I said, yeah, something. So you're the expert. Can you <laughs> notice that and kind of give us a hint as to what was happening? Yeah, actually, it's, it is it is super cool. I, I have read about the stores. I haven't had the pleasure of being in one. I can't wait to encounter one like you did. <laughs> but yeah, I would say that there's probably a combination of technology that's happening there. Definitely agree with you. There's some AI because I think it's, it's, it's probably a facial recognition combined with intelligence behind it to appropriately match the person. It would be my, my best thought there. I also think that there's something going on with near field technology in terms of how the products are, maybe it's possible partial, partially how they're arranged how they have the system knows there might even be something built into say the weight of the shelf, even things that indicate, okay, this pro this product, maybe you got a can of soda and now that product, now it knows that it's moved and it knows that it looks, it's triggered in the system to look for the person that I guess moved it and is able to match you to it. But But it is pretty amazing because all that matching is happening so quickly. It's happening from the second you go through that turnstile and and associate the credit card with with I'm going to say I'm guessing the facial recognition. There might be some other recognition going on as well, but that would be my my best guess that that's it's really, really pretty cool. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's cool. It's also a little unnerving to encounter it for the first time, right? In yeah. fact, like many of the people in the store, we were all kind of like, I mean, do we just we just take what we want and we walk out? There was, you know, it, it's almost unbelievable. It's like being in yeah. the movie Back to the Future. Yeah. <laughs> in the future. And so, I mean, obviously, we it is a glimpse into where we're going to be in 10 yeah. years, right? Yeah. I see some advantages of it, obviously, particularly with the staffing, you know, shortage that we've had and the weight that business owners have been under to find staff. This could definitely be a solution to solve some of those staffing issues for some companies. And for those franchisors listening, if you've had, you know, if you have a thousand units and your franchisees are all telling you we're having trouble retaining employees, we're having trouble finding employees. These are some of the solutions you could be looking at to evolve your model in order to reduce the number of team members that would have to be in a unit to serve customers. Of course, you need to have a balance between this and the customer experience that is your signature, is, is part of your signature model, right? So Cassie, right. what kind of recommendations or, or how could this be used to an advantage for a company without the pitfalls of losing their identity, right? And losing what they're known for in the terms of customer service. Yeah, that's such an important question to really be thinking about because it's very easy, I think, for companies to go down a path where the technology becomes so exciting. And and you do hear about, obviously, there there, there is this staffing impl- implication where you can possibly either reduce your staff or you can reallocate your staff time to maybe customer interface or revenue generating activities versus some of these more, you know, administrative type or or very kind of operational and repetitive tasks. But there's definitely a threshold, I think, of where the cost benefit lies. I think what's really important is for a company to be thinking about your your strategy in terms of where you are now and where you want to be, because that is what's going to probably drive a lot of the conversation on how do you want to invest in your technology over time. I have seen where companies, like I actually have an example of, of someone that I that I work with currently that a newer company, a startup, and kind of bought in very heavily to a pretty large system where really they hadn't grown beyond like two employees. And so that that system in their hands is actually a hindrance versus in another company, that same system might be saving them thousands of dollars a month. So it's, it's really kind of having to understand, number one, like your strategy and where you currently are, where you do want to go to, and then how do you, and then basically coming up with your, your roadmap to get there and looking at those different milestones along those lines. I think that's really important what you're saying. And what it makes me think of is really what we preach a lot about around here, which is as business owners, the most important investment you can ever make 
if to move your business forward is in yourself first. Yes. And it sounds like, yeah, it sounds like it, like these business owners that you're working with, they did the thing that so many people do, which is I have this problem. I think technology is a solution. I'm going to talk to this one firm. They tell me they can help me and they're going to put this robust system into place and it's going to solve my problems. And so I invest in them. The system goes in and now I have a whole new set of problems that I didn't, I didn't even contemplate. I did, I didn't have the context to know that there would be collateral consequences yeah. to taking this action in my business and had these business owners instead said, okay, maybe technology is a solution or will take us to our objective faster. But what we need to do is concentrate on the objective. And then we need to explore and educate ourselves on these different avenues and figure out what's the best one. And that's what I love about what you do, Cassie, because you really help educate people and you guys have so many different avenues. It's not a one size fits all. It's a let's explore what's coming down the pipe, right? Because all of this is new for a lot of people. It is. And I think that you're right. Like with what we do, we have a lot of levers we can pull on depending on our conversations with our clients. I mean, I think that's our, for our most important conversations probably happen at the very beginning when we're really understanding where you're currently at and really understanding what you have already in place. And then that's where we can come in and say, you know, hey, you're at a point where really just optimizing your current process and making sure it's as efficient as it can be is, is going to give you the most value right now. Whereas in a few years, maybe we would explore, I'll, I'll throw another term that's, that you hear a lot of times in combination with AI, which is robotic process automation or RPA just for short. RPA is often maybe that next step in technology because I actually think of it like a little something that lives on my computer <laughs> in a way, and you basically teach it repetitive tasks. And that's something that is a pretty cost efficient way to start leveraging automation technology. But again, you, you have to, it has to be at a point in time where you're going to get the return on your investment. We really believe that when you're implementing technology, that it should pay for itself. So that's one of the first things that we do is we look at, you know, what are we going to automate or what are we going to you know, transform from a digital perspective and how long before you get that money back, because that should be a big driver. If it's going to be a long term, that's when we start thinking, okay, that's an indicator. Maybe this business hasn't reached that point that it's quite ready for it. And to burden a company with something that is going to take, you know, going to be almost like become a challenge (laughs) versus the help that they're looking for just to me isn't doing anyone any service. So, so there's definitely the, those thresholds that you look at. And what I see a lot that can be very confusing, especially like in the market, you're seeing all of these, you know, you see a lot of different ads, or maybe you hear about, you know, another, you know, from a friend about something interesting their company is doing. And it is shiny object syndrome. It can be very much like that because you think, oh, wow, my friend is saving all this time because of this or that. But every company has 
you know, we have its, their own unique set of factors that have to be considered. And so often you might be thinking, oh, I want AI is kind of a, to say the word shiny again, it is, it's sort of something that's, it sounds really cool. It makes it sound like I'm on the cutting edge to say, hey, we use AI to do this or that, but you have to be ready for it. And sometimes if you're in that, you know, part of the time period in your business where you're starting up and you really want to be learning, you know, about your own business and about what's working and about what your customers are really wanting from you and how to serve them. That's a really powerful time to be learning, kind of like you said, learning about yourself. And so really kind of focusing there first gives you that foundation where when you're ready to say, okay, we're ready to start scaling a bit. We're ready for growth. And, you know, our, our revenue is there to support this, as well as the fact that, that we're ready to maybe look at some efficiencies across our staff and, and seeing how we can either reduce or slow down headcount, things of that nature. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. I actually, uh, two weeks ago, I did a strategic planning session with a franchisor corporate office. And, you know, in a strategic planning session, for all of those who haven't been through one, we actually go through and identify about 25 different areas of business. We break it down into what needs to happen in each one of those areas in order to ultimately reach the next growth goal. And what I find interesting, particularly as we talk today, I look back on that and I, I look that technology for this particular business wasn't mentioned once, mm, right? Yeah. And I think that that's where some, a lot of small businesses are at is they just don't know what they don't know in the world of technology. They don't know how it could help them and, and they assume that it's going to be way outside their price, you know, their budget in order to get the type of help that would make an, make a meaningful impact. And so, and so I just think for anybody listening right now, if you have some problems in your business or if you're experiencing these staffing issues and things like that, consider that there, the technological advances that you're unaware of vastly outnumber the technological advances that you are aware of. Like me, for instance, I know the iPhone just got a new camera and it's going to be awesome when, I, when my when my phone arrives, right? I think it was actually, I think I'm a year behind. I think they actually got it last year and I'm already a year behind. But like, you know, for the standard person out there, that's pro we have limited technological education. And we need people like you, Cassie, who not only have the knowledge, but care about delivering it and, and educating others on it first, and right. then finding the solution that, you know, obviously makes you, you profitable, but also makes your clients more profitable. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. But I mean, kind of hearing what you're, you're, what you were sharing about this strategy session, I think it's really important for, you know, for those types of sessions to, you know, involve your, your head, your, you know, digital officer, or if you have a partner like a, like a Valenta, you know, maybe bringing someone in to understand and hear and be a part of that conversation is also really helpful. It can help you kind of kind of understand where that technology is going to need to grow and when it's going to be possible to take on some more automation or, or RPA or AI. 
Yeah, it actually gets my wheels turning because, well, for those of you that don't know, Cassie is one of our Ask April Porter. She's in our strategic partner syndicate and we only accept the best. And of course, so that's why she's here. I think you all would agree. She's a wealth of knowledge, but I'm thinking Cassie, that when we do our strategic planning sessions with our clients, or for people who just need a strategic planning session, which by the way, it's one of the top three strategies that you should have on day one of your business. So if you haven't done one, you need one. Even if it's not through us, just please, please, please get a strategic planning session. It'll change the trajectory of your business. But what we need to be doing is taking those goals and taking the things that our our people, our clients are determining that that they want in their business And then we could be setting up a meeting with you and going over it and say, okay, Cassie, here's what they want to, here's the entire plan of what they want to achieve. Where do you see opportunities for them to leverage technology in doing so? Yeah. Yeah. The the right technology at the right time is super powerful (laughs) for a business. And that definitely gives that opportunity when you, when you have those discussions and, and bring IT or bring your consultants in to really help you make those plans and make some really, really smart decisions and be ahead of the curve. I see so many that dive into the technology too fast, or maybe some of them don't dive into it fast enough. And so they, they're kind of, um, their overhead has gotten higher. Maybe they're, they've staffed up more than the need to. And I've worked in HR as well for years. I know how hard that can be. You don't want to you want to do your best to position yourself where you're, where you're really optimizing where your headcount should be. And, and technology is now a huge part of that discussion because of the things that can be done by technology instead of a person. Yeah. And whether you jump into technology too fast or you jump into technology too slow, inevitably you are wasting time, energy, and money either right. direction. So that is a great point, Cassie. All right. So if people want to learn more about these technological solutions and if it's the right time for them or which one is the right time for them to leverage both with their growth trajectory and also their current budgets, what should they do? How do they get in touch with you? Oh, sure. Yeah. I, I can provide you a, a website link to, and I'm more than happy to have a strategy conversation with anyone who's interested what Alenta can do is we offer a, we call it like an operational assessment where we actually have some consultants that will spend a little upfront time with you. And we ask, we have a, a way of asking some questions and the way they're ordered, they kind of help us kind of get down to, you know, root causes of some of the challenges that you're having. So that's something I think it's a really powerful a powerful tool that Valenta offers, you know, complimentary to our potential clients. So I would say definitely take advantage of that. So, um, Oh yeah, that's awesome. We'll get those links from you and we will put those in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining us today, Cassie. It's been such a pleasure chatting with you. Yes, you too. Thank you so much. Thank you for setting aside time to grow your business and mindset with me today. Every franchisee has a dream to achieve sanity, wealth, and gratitude. And I created this podcast to help you do just that. So if you loved what we covered and you know someone who could benefit from it, 
I would be honored if you would share it with them. Between now and next time, don't you dare settle for anything less than infinite success.